Step one, take your money out. Step two, slap it on the table. Step three, bet on sports. How you doing? Week 11, we're back right now to talk about the NFL markets. As I'm coming here on Wednesday, this will be up on Tuesday. No matter when you watch it, it's going to be relevant for you. And the whole goal is to get it up earlier in the week so you can attack the best possible number. I currently have five bets placed so far this week, four line bets and one total bet for the NFL week 11 slate. And I'm here to share that with you. And if you want to follow it, maybe you get the exact same number. Maybe you don't. And then it might not be the same situation. Even if the point moves by a half a point, it means I might not like it anymore at that number, but I'll try and let you know during the show. So ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back into the show. Sit back, relax, rest your shoulders, kick your feet up, put your slippers on, whatever you got to do, because this time right now is for you. Going to go through these five bets that I have for the NFL week 11 sleep. But before we get into it, like button for me, big old subscribe button pops up on the YouTube channel. You listen on the podcast version. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Be sure to leave a five-star rating and review to get entered into a chance to win a weekly $50 giveaway for you over there. And this video is sponsored by Vigit. So Vigit's an app, and it's basically social media for sports betters. Think about Twitter, but just straight up for sports betters. It's a ton of fun. It's a ton of insight in it. There's a bunch of different things. You have the social media side. You have their free sports book as well in there, where you can use the Vig coins on there, which if you use the promo code Sal, the app is free to download. Use the promo code Sal, my name, S-A-L. It will give you 1,000 Vig coins, which you can wager on some games. You can play some sports bets in there, and then depending on when you want to cash out, you can win some Amazon prizes, some gift cards. I had a friend already win an Amazon gift card, so be sure to check all that stuff out in terms of Vigit. But they also have some nice trends in terms of where the line is movement, where the total is moving. Players injury reports, weather, up-to-date, all of that stuff. So there's a bunch of information hub. There's a spot where you can be peer-to-peer talking to people in terms of the the Twitter, online, social media side of it as well. So it's kind of broken up in my mind into these three different things. Have some fun with the online sports book, get your information, and then interact with the social media aspect of it. So it's called Vigit. It's an app linked down below. You can download it in the app store today, wherever you're tuning in from this. And I highly suggest you get in there and play some of the free games and try and win some Amazon gift cards. Why not? And while you're in there, be sure to go follow me in Vigit as well at Salvetry. Follow me on all my social medias. And with that being said, why don't we now break Break down into this video right now as we do the first bet of the week for me, NFL Week 11. Without further ado, your Tennessee Titans, as you can see it on the screen right now if you're watching on the YouTube version, versus the Baltimore Ravens. This game opened at plus seven in many of spots. I snagged it at plus seven right away. It has now moved to plus six and a half and plus six in a lot of different places. So it seems like early in the week that we're going to be on the positive side of this. I thought this might be a very public bet in terms of a lot of people are going to jump on Tennessee in this one. You have Tennessee coming off of a bye week and you have the Ravens as seven point favorites losing outright to the New England Patriots and basically who their best skill position player, uh, not counting the quarterback Cam Newton, going out there basically was what Jacoby Myers. So with the secondary that they didn't have Jimmy Smith in that game, the Ravens, but still with that type of a secondary, pretty sad to see them lose that game as touchdown favorites. And now they open up in this one again as touchdown favorites, seven point favorites to be exact. They're still uh, plus six and a half and plus six in a lot of spots. I got the plus seven opening up, I believe on FanDuel it was, I have a couple of different accounts, but Tennessee plus seven, we're on, I don't know, I got it on DraftKings, I have it in my notes right here. So this is why I like them. And here's a couple of reasons that we'll post up on the screen as well. Tennessee number eight in yards per play, an efficiency metric that is very good. That is on offense. Baltimore, not the same. Lamar Jackson is nowhere near as efficient as last year. So their offense goes from being very efficient last year to not so efficient this year. Number 21, Tennessee's defense, number 20 in yards per play allowed. So not that great of a defense when Baltimore's defense still playing pretty stingy. Secondary is still good. The blitz, not so great. The run defense, eh, pretty average. It's actually gotten from being very good last year to basically neutral and average now this year. Number seven overall in yards per play allowed on defense. Against the spread this year, where they're valued in the Vegas markets to an extent, because this always changes. The previous week takes into account the new week. So it's really difficult to want to go and look at where they were valued in week one or two of the NFL season and how Vegas was valuing them, because usually Vegas will correct in the market itself of all the peers going in there, which if you're in a barbershop and somebody says Vegas is so good. No, Vegas 
sets the line and then the market around it, just like the stock market or any type of market sets what is going to be your as most efficient price as possible by the closing lines on Sunday. So Tennessee, three and six against the spread, Baltimore, four and five against the spread. Basically what that's saying is that the market has been overvaluing them. Vegas has been overvaluing them. But that does not mean this week they're going to continue to be overvalued because hopefully that you would assume the market's going to adjust. But nonetheless, their trends to be talking about. Tennessee is number six on offense, Baltimore number six on defense. So that's a key stat that I like. Here's a big key stat that I like. Tennessee, so far this year, coming off the bye now, number one in turnover differential. They are positive 10. No other team in the NFL is plus 10 in turnover differential, meaning that they have 10 more turnovers forced than they've given away on offense. Baltimore tied with six, pretty decent, plus three in that department, but Tennessee by far is good at protecting the ball. Number one, Derrick Henry does not fumble. Tannehill being very efficient for a second year in a row, not giving the ball away. And on defense, they're taking the ball away at a higher than average clip. This Baltimore run defense, don't be scared and steamed away right away in DFS and stuff from Derrick Henry, who was probably going to see the ball 20 to 25 times and just absolutely run right into the line and hopefully goes over 100 yards if you're playing him but this is not the same run defense as it always has been this is the number 16 overall run defense not the top 10 top five unit it was last year Tennessee actually has a positive 16 percent run blocking advantage versus Baltimore this week so this is a positive matchup for Derrick Henry now obviously in terms of being a seven point underdog that's not great from a running game script but if anything they should still be able to establish the type of playing they want to as long as they can keep this game within one or two scores like I said Tennessee's coming off the bye and the entire public got to see Baltimore lose on Sunday night to a very bad Patriots team or at least a team that we don't think is that great the Tennessee Titans should be getting healthy at wide receiver Corey Davis and now AJ Brown seem to be fully healthy but Adam Humphreys who they've been missing in the slot having to start uh, Cameron Batson and Khalif Raymond in the slot Humphreys in the slot will give them a little bit of a bump up there I believe that this number is going to continue to move I have in my notes right now it might move to plus six or plus five it's already moved to plus six in some spots like right now on bet three six five and I assume it's going to continue to move downward so I think it'll probably close around plus six plus five and a half right now we got it at plus seven if you can find these plus sevens out there there's a lot of plus six and a half as I record this go and snap at the first bet of the week, Tennessee plus seven or plus six and a half, depending on where you can get it. It's still at plus six and a half right now on FanDuel, points bets, uh, DraftKings, all those types of sites. Go get Tennessee plus seven. Our second bet of the week is going to be the Green Bay Packers versus the Indianapolis Colts. And honestly, these are two very evenly matched teams and two teams that honestly seem like they're trending in similar directions at this point. If anything, I can say the Colts are trending a little bit less downwards. And the Colts in this one opened up as two and a half point favorites. So right now we were able to snag on bet 365. It's already down to plus two and a half. So not the same number. I don't think you'll find a plus three again, but we're able to get the Packers at plus three on bet 365. Yes, you heard that right. The Packers are three point underdogs in this one as they go on the road to the Indianapolis Colts. So what do I like in here for Green Bay? Well, I like a lot. And Green Bay is usually a public team, one of the highest public teams that you'll find in the NFL, like Seattle this year, like basically what you're getting out of the Rams the last couple of years, like the Chiefs are a very heavy public team. Basically, when you have a really good quarterback and you're historically been good for at least five plus years or somewhere around there, a lot of the publics and people just betting on Sunday morning will say, ah, that team's good. They're just going to win. They don't really factor in the spread as much. So that becomes a public team where the money gets pushed the other way. So I don't know if that's going to be happening with Green Bay this week. It already seems to be happening. I don't know if you get it moved off this two and a half all that much, though. It kind of has to get back to that key number of three, which I think it will get heavily pounded as people will be able to get the push on that plus three money. But that might now be gone. But I still like if you're going to take a side on the screen, the Green Bay Packers plus two and a half, plus three in some spots like Bet365 if you have access to that book right now. Green Bay is number five in yards per play, and the Colts are number 15 in yards per play in offense. Green Bay has a very good offense this year. Now on defense, they're number 19 in yards per play allowed, when the Colts are number two in yards per play allowed on defense. The Colts have a better defense than the Packers this year, although keep a close eye on that. Darius Leonard is very good at linebacker, the captain of that defense, but their secondary seems to be a little bit fluky as they've been trending downwards each of the last three weeks once they've started to face better cornerbacks. More on that in a second. Packers are six and three against the spread this year. The Colts are five and four. This is the number three overall offense in Green Bay versus the number six overall defense in the Colts. Packers, not only are they number three overall, they're number one in passing offense right now through 10 weeks. The Colts are number seven in coverage. Big piece of player news here for this game. Alan Lazard is due back for this game. He almost played in the last game, but he has to come off the 
IR, the injury reserve, after 21 days of practicing. That's going to be coming up pretty soon here. Otherwise, he, I believe, is out for the rest of the season. So he's going to come back. He's going to be fine. And that's a huge bump up. Although MVS has had a very good game each of the past two weeks, two touchdowns two weeks ago against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football, a big 140 plus yard game and a touchdown on a big deep shot touchdown in that game to get a lot of the yardage against the Jaguars. Alan Lazar will be more of a consistent chain mover for this team on offense and make them even better and have an even bigger advantage on offense against what I would consider suspect cornerbacks of the Annapolis Colts. The Colts defense overall in a lot of key metrics and just their secondary is going to look a lot better and inflated in my opinion because these are the teams that they had to face to basically start the season off. The New York Jets banged up by injuries, not that many great wide receivers outside of Crowder in the slot, no weapons on the outside that were healthy during that time. Perriman, Denzel Mims, not healthy. The Jacksonville Jaguars, nobody really out there that's going to be scaring you outside of DJ Shark. And to that extent, pretty easy to shut them down and limit their overall passing yards game, especially when Gardner Minshew is not playing well, not the greatest of quarterbacks. The Baltimore Ravens, right? Another team that actually beat them by a decent amount, didn't have to pass at all on them. And outside of Hollywood Brown, you're not scared of anybody in that passing attack. They played the Detroit Lions without Kenny Galladay. So it was the Marvin Jones and a Marvin Hall show who even he went for over 100 yards against this secondary. The Bears, when Nick Foles went for 5.9 yards per attempt. I think the Bears wide receivers are talented. This was earlier in the year before Mooney was getting a bigger role in that offense, and Nick Foles couldn't do anything. So they faced a lot of very bad quarterbacks this year. When Joe Burrow went in there, he was able to throw the ball pretty easily. When they faced better quarterbacks, the two or three times over the past couple of weeks, the secondary has folded. And now this is going to be their toughest task of the season. So I'm not too concerned when you're going to see people talking about how good they are in terms of limiting yards per plays. I'm not too concerned with that because they haven't faced really, honestly, that many great quarterbacks. Like Joe Burrow is one of the best quarterbacks they faced this year, and he has been that efficient. He's been relying on volume. Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers has been very efficient this year. Again, the number one passing offense in the NFL so far to the season. I think that this is going to be a much bigger advantage than Vegas and a lot of key metrics that factor into algorithms are going to be able to see. So that's why another leverage point towards the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are number seven in turnover differential at plus two. The Colts are number five at plus four. So both of them protect the ball and take away the ball at the good rate. But the Packers offensive line continues to be fantastic. A positive 25% pass blocking advantage and positive 21% run blocking advantage in this matchup. They have the advantage in both trenches. We are taking the Packers at plus three here. And honestly, I'll take them at plus two and a half. If you were to be somebody teasing this game, a six point teaser, I would tease them up to plus nine plus eight and a half, wherever you can get that. That'd be the first part of a teaser. A two team six point teaser would be the Green Bay Packers as well. Next up, we get the Cleveland Browns going against off of a win against the Houston Texans in a crazy weather game going against the Philadelphia Eagles off of a divisional loss as favorites in that game, three and a half point favorites against the Giants. We were able to cash that ticket last week. We got this one on FanDuel at minus three for Cleveland. It's at minus three in some spots, still on FanDuel, minus three and a half on DraftKings and points bet. So I'll be sure to get the minus three if you want that side of it to tail this bet. But this one seems like maybe another public bet. I mean, you have the Eagles coming off of a loss. So maybe the public jumps on the Browns who continue to win, but they're just that much of a better team in my opinion. Cleveland, number 13 in yards per play on offense. Philadelphia, nowhere close. Number 28 in the NFL in efficiency on offense. The on defense, Philadelphia is number six. So a decent defense, but the Browns also top half of the league, number 12. That would be in terms of yards per play allowed. Against the spread this year, Cleveland is three and six, and the Eagles are also three and six this season. Cleveland has the number five overall offense against Philadelphia's number nine overall defense. But here we go. This is going to be the matchup to watch for in this game. If you're somebody who loves looking at the trenches, which probably nobody does, including myself, you have Cleveland number one pass blocking unit in the NFL right now against Philadelphia's number one pass rush. This is going to be a very important spot to watch. Who's going to win? Will it be the trenches with Cleveland, especially when it comes to the running game, or will it be Philadelphia getting to Baker Mayfield? My guess is that it's pretty neutral as long as guys stay healthy on the offensive and defensive lines for this game. And then you got to look at the running game in this one, which in the running game, Eagles have not been as good as last year. They're now number 13th overall in run defense. Some guys lost, some guys injured. And Cleveland, like their pass blocking advantage, also number one in run blocking. And we saw Nick Chubb come back last week, go for under over 100 yards, should have had two touchdowns if he didn't step out of the one. Very smart play. This is going to be, in my opinion, a huge advantage on the ground for 
the Cleveland Browns. Another spot that I really like, as you can see in bold right here, Philadelphia minus seven in turnover differentials, the third worst in the NFL, while Cleveland ranks number five overall right now at plus four this season. Philadelphia total offense ranks 30th this season. So also, look, this is just a good team, a high quality team, a top 10 team in the NFL borderline, right? Top 12 for sure, in my opinion, in the Cleveland Browns against what appears to be a bottom six, bottom seven team in the NFL. And they're only getting three points at as a home favorite here. I'm going to take the Browns with the three point spread. Hopefully you can find it and not have to get the hook on it. If you get the three and a half, I'm still fine with that. Cleveland is our third bet of the week right now. Cleveland minus three versus the Philadelphia Eagles. We are now at the halfway point of the video. So if you have a chance, hit the like button, hit the big old subscribe button. And if you have not yet heard of Monkey Knife Fight, it is a player prop site where you can go more or less receiving yards, passing yards, touchdowns, all this stuff, but a bunch of different game modes as well to play some props. And what is going to be the softest and easiest spots to win will be in player props one against the book in the casino. And number two will also be in terms of live betting and sports aspect of it in that sense. So you can play those types of prop games over on Monkey Knife Fight. It'll be linked up down below. We have a player props video that goes out Friday at noon and Dylan over the last three weeks has been very good, very hot at this point. Can't remember his exact record. It's like 15 and 6, 15 and 7, something along those lines. But Dylan makes those videos at noon on Fridays for us here on the channel. They've been very good. I urge you to check them out or you can just make your own bets. You can use your own information or you can just use some of the other information in the other videos that we have this week. Some of the Patreon information, game by game notes, projections, ranks, all that type of stuff will also help you over on Monkey Knife Fights player props. And the big piece of it here, if you use the promo code VETRI, my last name, V-E-T-R-I, free money up to 50 bucks. You want to put in 10 bucks and try it out? Bam, you have 20. Don't worry about it. No sweat. Based on the fact you say that you came from Sal, they'll say, we're going to hook you up with some extra dollar rooskies. You want to put it all the way into $50, 37, a weird number. They will match you exactly what you put in. 50, bam, you have 100 in your account. You're one heavy hitter. You're one kingpin. You're a head honcho with that $100 bill in your account. Check out Monkey Knife Fight. Again, linked up down below, promo code VETRI, V-E-T-R-I, get you those bonuses to go win the dollar rooskies and schmack Monkey Knife Fight around and beat the book. Let's get into our two final bets of the day. The first one that we're going to be getting to, we're betting on the good quarterbacks in this one, which is something that, you know what's not a bad idea to be doing. We already got the bet on the Aaron Rodgers in this game, and now we're going to be getting a bet or on this week, and now we get a bet on the Kansas City Chiefs. I will be taking the Kansas City Chiefs at this point. We currently see the number, as you can see on the screen, minus six in some spots, minus seven in some other spots. We do like that number at minus six and a half right now. The spread on this one opened at seven in a lot of spots, and you see in most books, not all of them, right? About 60% so far on the screen. Most books are already moving this to minus six and a half, meaning that you have Vegas actually getting the early money right now. So maybe we hold off if we're betting this one. I bet it at plus six and a half, but maybe we hold off a little bit more. Maybe we get a plus six number on Kansas City as this game is going to be happening on Sunday Night Football. Look, a lot of people know the Rams have been a good team. They're coming off of a big spank in this past weekend, winning 37 to 12, I believe, and a no doubter. And they've been a good team. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs this season. The only team to actually do that. And now they're going to be at home against that same Chiefs team. But if we're going to assume all those things lead the public to betting the Raiders at plus seven with the line moving downwards, I still like the Chiefs. Even at minus seven, I would have liked the Chiefs here. Look, they lost against the Raiders. Okay, I don't expect it to happen twice in a season. And if anything, coming off of a bye, I feel even more confident on this Kansas City team. That defense has only gotten better since that game and offense continues to be elite. Patrick Mahomes, the Vegas MVP favorite right now, as he should be, not even close to Russell Wilson, in my opinion. You can't have 11 turnovers in the season, 10 in the past three games if you're Russell Wilson and be even in the conversation for MVP. Those names in there will be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Kyler Murray as of right now, in my opinion, the top three options. The Kansas City Chiefs are number two in yards per play. Vegas on offense, not bad though. Number 11, Kansas City Chiefs on defense, improving a ton. Number 13 in yards per play. They have the much better offense in this game and the much better defense as Vegas is number 23 in yards per play allowed on defense. Both teams are six and three against the spread this year, but this is the spot that I love a ton. Kansas City is number seven in passing offense versus Vegas's 24th overall secondary and 31st, second worst pass rush. So Patrick Mahomes having all time to throw back there. Look, Vegas had to play the perfect game last time to beat this Chiefs team. They weren't stopping the Chiefs. That's not what it was. They were just able to put up a ton of points and just go toe to toe with them. I don't expect that to happen this week. That's not the style of offense that they want to play. And the Kansas City Chiefs 
secondary and run defense has actually gotten better since the last time that they played this team. So as you can see on the screen right now, Vegas won in the last game, basically from a shootout. But they want to run the ball a lot. I mean, you saw another 20 plus attempts last week for Josh Jacobs and 41 rushing attempts in the game. 16 for Devontae Booker to 21 for Josh Jacobs last week. Pretty interesting spread as Devontae Booker started to get some of that garbage time run, but also was involved for the past two weeks now and three weeks really heavily into the game script. Concerns if you own Josh Jacobs in fantasy, no doubt about it. 41 rush attempts to 25 pass attempts last week and their 37 to 12 victory. Now this week as touchdown underdogs and having a negative 12% run blocking advantage against Kansas City's about average 18th overall run defense and it's trending upwards as the season goes on, I don't really like them to quote unquote establish the running game this week against the Chiefs. And if anything, even if they do, how long is that going to last when Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs team plays at one of the fastest paces in the NFL and Vegas will have to continue to do exactly what they did in the last game and go toe to toe and score with them. Kansas City is number three in turnover differential at plus eight. Vegas just plus one in turnover differential this year. Vegas is number 27 versus the run. I don't expect them to want to set up the run Kansas City all that much, but it's nice to see coming out of the bye week. Maybe they get a little bit more acclimated with the rookie who hasn't been that involved in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, whoever it might be. You're going to have one of the best matchups you've seen all season long. But like last time, they're going to have to rely on Derek Carr's arm. And again, they don't have to win this game to cover the spread, but they have to keep it within a touchdown. And if the line's going to continue to move in the favor of the Kansas City Chiefs, we might wait a little bit more. So the minus six and a halfs are out there. You might as well wait a couple more days and see if this goes to minus six. If it starts to move back to minus seven on some books, snag the minus six and a half. We're in Kansas City here. We got it on DraftKings Sportsbook at minus 110. Kansas City minus six and a half versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And then to close up shop on the week five betting, but don't worry, we have the props video on Sunday. We have a ton of stuff, content every single day in the daily fantasy sports DFS. If you, if you like sports betting, be sure to be playing DFS. Ask me questions in the comments if you need to. Videos going out every single day for DFS as well on this channel. To close it up, we have a total bet here. The over 47 and a half for the New England Patriots and the Houston Texans. This number has already been juiced up to 48 in a lot of spots, but on FanDuel, as of my recording, minus 110 still. So good overall vig on it at 47 and a half. That's where we got it. That's where we still like it. If it's out there for you on your book, wherever you're looking, 47 and a half, the over New England and Houston. So New England is number 20 in yards per play. Houston will be the side of this that you're hoping can carry it at number six overall in offense. New England though, these are the, this is the thing that you like. Both these teams on defense stink in the bottom five overall in yards per play allowed. So efficiency on offense is going to be there for each offense in this game because New England, number 28 in yards per play allowed. Houston, number 27 in yards per play allowed. New England, four and five against the spread. Houston, two and seven against the spread. In terms of turnover differential, New England is neutral at zero, no positive or negative. And Houston is minus four in turnover differential. Houston, number seven in points allowed so far this year. You have two very bad defenses here. And you have a team in New England that plays at like average pace, but a team in Houston right now that plays at a higher pace, number nine overall in pace. And this is the thing that could get worrisome. You have two bottom five and actually bottom four run defense in this game with New England run defense and Houston run defense. So that could be your major concern here is that these teams just start to run with the ball a lot more. New England might be getting getting back Sony Michelle this week. It seems like a likely return. Houston has David Johnson on the IR, but does have a reliable backup who did not play that great in the last game, but a good defense in Cleveland or a quality defense. Uh, and Duke Johnson not doing that great, but he had played basically every single touch. So they have decent running backs and obviously they have a ton more. And Damian Harris had his 120 plus yard game, the most I believe of his career now, his young career, second year player out of Alabama, the running back for the Patriots. You still have Rex Burkhead finding two touchdowns last week. James White's on this roster, but it doesn't even seem like it for the Patriots. So there's ways they'll continue to run the ball if they can and they have success with it. But at the end of the day, this total is very, very appealing because you don't have that many totals being below 50 these days, especially in games where the teams are bottom five in terms of overall defense and efficiency yards per play this year. So I'm going to be taking the over at 47 and a half. We like to see that it's already juiced up to 48 in a lot of spots. If this thing gets to 48 and a half or 49, we could basically lock ourselves into beating the closing line. And the whole goal in sports betting is to continue to beat the closing line. I have a video out basically just on the basics. It went up on YouTube like a month or month or two ago. So you can check that one out. It's just all about the basics of sports betting, the ideas of beating the 
the closing line, emotional betting and how to handle it. Basically just how to take it from being a hobby, but also maybe being a hobby, something you can enjoy, but also having a better chance at winning and not just waking up on Sunday morning or 10 minutes before the game and throwing money on it. But you just have to understand that that's your entertainment. And for 99.9% of people, it is entertainment. But if you actually want to be entertained while also having a better chance, at least of beating the book and a better chance of at least beating these closing lines, you can check out that video. It's totally free on the YouTube channel. Um, I believe it should be on the sports betting strategy in that playlist. But thank you for tuning in to the week 11 NFL picks. We have four spread picks and a total. The bets so far as we go from the first bet to the fifth bet. First bet, Tennessee plus seven versus Baltimore. We have Green Bay at plus three versus Indy. We got that on bet 365. Cleveland minus three versus Philadelphia. We got that on FanDuel. Kansas City minus six and a half versus Vegas. We got that on DraftKings. And the over 47 and a half, New England and Houston. We got that one, I believe, right now on FanDuel as well. It's the last spot that I still see it live. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe before you go. Be sure to support the sponsors of the show. Download the Vigit app totally free. Use promo code Sal, S-A-L, my name, to get 1,000 Vig coins to use in their online sportsbook. It's a free sportsbook within the app, social media for sports bettors. You'll have a chance to win some prizes, Amazon gift cards, things like that by just placing wagers. And then Monkey Knife Fight, the player prop show for Monkey Knife Fight is where you'll get over-unders, more or less, as that show will be out on Friday at noon, or you can just place your own bets on there. A 100% free money match up to $50 on Monkey Knife Fight using my last name, Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. All the information for the sponsors and even more stuff can be found strategy videos in the description down below. Thank you, everybody. Best of luck betting this week. Go ahead, smack the book around, smack the sports books in the casinos around, and win your dollar rooskies. I'll see you in week 12.